This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, everyone, time again for b- before the paywall. It's Andrew and... It's Ben. It's <laughs> all I need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about some things that were released or we didn't know about necessarily was going to happen <laughs> back last uh, Tuesday when we first recorded this. One of them being that uh, we have some more information on the alternate endings to the Flash movie. So uh, if you don't want to be spoiled, obviously go out and see it. Or if you, you're fine with it, then keep listening or watching. But uh, this is a kind of a dive into what Hollywood Reporter has reported on the alternate endings, bringing up that there were two alternate endings to the one that we saw, uh, one of which you know is no surprise to us. We have the set photos from here. This is kind of how a lot of the uh, information leaked out. It's also the first time people saw the Supergirl suit was from uh, the shoot of this alternate ending. That's right. That was our first time. The original ending uh, where Supergirl shows up and Keaton's Bruce is on set. It was the first time we saw Keaton's Bruce with that hairpiece uh, as well. And so uh, <laughs> according to Hollywood Reporter, this was the original ending. Would have ended, uh, quote unquote, on the courthouse steps of Supergirl uh, and Batman. Uh, meant to highlight Barry did not reset the timeline as he thought he did. It was an ending that was screen tested several times. One that reversed the deaths of Supergirl and Batman earlier in the film. However, it says here, movie got caught in the lightning storm that was Discovery's acquisition of Warner Brothers. Emmerich and Amada, these were executives, were ousted, and Zaslev was on the hunt for an executive to run DC. In the meantime, Michael DeLuca and Pamela Abdi were installed as Warner Brothers chairperson. Okay, so basically an ex- executive overhaul. And so there was another alternate ending that we don't have set pictures of uh, that is different from the one we saw in the movie. It says, quote, this version was still on the courthouse steps, but Kaya Supergirl was joined by Superman, played by Henry Cavill. So this is the, this is the cameo that Cavill shot that was now cut, which would have had him side by side with Supergirl. Uh, and Wonder Woman, played by Gal Gadot. Keaton also remained. So it would be Supergirl and Batman from the Flashpoint timeline, but Cavill and Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot from the DCEU timeline uh, on this. And this was obviously around the same time that they were thinking of bringing Cavill back and Cavill does the cameo for Black Adam. This is all before James Gunn takes over and says they're going through Superman legacy and stuff. So um, I can see that a lot of people were, I mean, for obvious reason, I can see why people would prefer these endings, right? You've got, uh, you've got sort of the return of faces who you know and love, uh, not just with Keaton and Supergirl, but also with Cavill, you know, one last uh, scene with Cavill. Um, Keaton himself is obviously set up to be the continuing Batman. We knew that he shot a scene for Aquaman 2 that's obviously cut. 
Uh, he had a supporting role in the canceled Batgirl movie, which as of this recording is getting a ton of different pictures <laughs> released from out of nowhere uh, from behind the scenes. Uh, yeah. And um, some potential Batman film written by Christina Hodgson that was reported to be some sort of version of Batman Beyond with him reuniting with Pfeiffer's Catwoman. And so I can see how a lot of people reacting to this ending or alternate ending are reacting emotionally based off of the people who they wanted to see. Because let's face it, I don't think anybody really wanted to see Clooney in the flesh. Uh, <laughs> but they wanted to see Keaton alive, the Keaton fans. They wanted to see Henry Cavill back. You know, want to see Supergirl back. Um, on the one hand, I think everyone who's pissed about this would also be pissed if they saw Cavill in it, because then they would just be like, well, Cavill, like they're just teasing us with something that wouldn't happen. So I, I can kind of see that. Uh, I'd love to see these scenes too. Um, I hope that they release these alternate endings or maybe they get released, you know, leaked out on, on YouTube. Um, I'd also like to see the Aquaman 2 Bruce Wayne scene or Batman scene or whatever it is with Bo Keaton and Affleck, because it'd be one of the rare things where we get to see two different Bruce Waynes in the same scene and them acting in different ways, I'm sure. Um, so that could be cool. But uh, there's a reason why I think this was cut that I think also doesn't have to do with the DCU or things going. And I haven't seen anyone else bring this up before. So uh, before I do, how do you feel about these alternate endings, Andrew? I wish we knew more what was happening here. But I mm -hmm. mean, it was this the cut that uh, umberto gonzalez saw <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe or CinemaCon or tom cruise and stephen king like it's it's i don't know yeah right so i mean it might have been better in way because like a lot i had a lot of issues with that tomato can thing at the end of the cut that was that we saw so if that wasn't the case with if, if there was no tomato can thing uh that's honestly, this is that'd be more important to me just plot wise. I think so. <sighs> cameos, so yeah. Um, honestly, that probably that probably would have if if it didn't have that, maybe it would have fixed one of my major beefs with with the movie. So, yeah, I mean, would be interested in seeing that. I would be too, but I have a feeling, dude, that the tomato can thing was always there. It's always there. They're just at the arraignment and cheering like, ah, he's free. Yay. Yeah. Like th this report basically talks about the courthouse stuff. And then this goes how far back I was spoiled on this goddamn movie. Like I, I remember seeing the uh, these set photos and then somebody, I don't know if it was Twitter or somebody like that. Somebody commented like, oh, they show up because Barry's dad goes free. Right. And I remember that like a year ago uh, when this happened. So obviously I knew how the movie was going to fucking end. Uh, thanks to these these set photos uh, and people commenting on them. So I think that was always there. So let's say the tomato cans thing is still there. Barry's dad still goes free uh, because he moves the tomato can. I think this ending actually make these alternate endings actually make it worse. And here's why. We already have an issue with the fact Barry did not learn his lesson and he messed the timeline up with the cans, right? Um, but one thing that is established very, like a lot, I mean, not very early on, but very well, is that the deaths of Supergirl and Keaton, Keaton's Batman were fixed events in that timeline. So not only would Barry, in doing the tomato can thing, he doesn't learn his lesson, right? But And he doesn't learn from his mistake, but also I would feel like he gets rewarded for making that mistake by like, hey, you changed the tomato cans, you changed the timeline, but these people who died, they're alive now, thanks to you. So you did a good thing. Right. 
like it, it it makes it worse i think like if i think it works if barry doesn't use time travel to save his dad let's say it's not the tomato cans thing the tomato can things i think is a bigger issue that i don't know i feel like you and i are the only ones talking about this as well. i mean everybody's just so concerned about cg and this and that <laughs> yeah. it's kind of missed the actual yeah plot points of the movie but that's it's this kind of happens maybe it'll yeah, but you know, people were like they were up in arms about the city destruction of Man of Steel, like kind of immediately. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but you think that like it's what were you saying again? Like it wouldn't matter as much as I think, or no, I, I'm saying it would make it worse. Like, like oh. he already doesn't learn his lesson, but then he learns his lesson, but then gets rewarded. I mean, he doesn't learn his lesson, but gets rewarded. Like he still fucks up the timeline, but he gets rewarded for fucking up the timeline because these people who we tried to save uh, and failed to save end up being alive. Like Supergirl and Batman are alive when they show up. Oh, here. so maybe that's why it was written that way. I have a well, feeling. I th- like if there was a gun note, it was probably that. And you're like, eh, you can't have them show up at the end here like that. Hmm. Okay. God, it, it this time travel multiverse stuff gets so complicated. But yeah, I, it, I understand. It does, right. But like, yeah. Like, again, like if it's it's so established earlier in the movie that like, hey, you can't change them, you can't save them. Right. So what message are we sending if by the end Barry just magically not only frees his dad but also saves Supergirl and Keaton's Batman right. by fucking up the timeline, which is what he did earlier. Like I just right. I, I don't see how this is better from like from Barry's story standpoint. I can see how it's better from people who personally want to see these characters again, but from this the viewpoint of Barry's story, I think it makes it worse. Unless, like you said, there's a different tomato can thing. Unless there's a version where he doesn't save his dad through the tomato cans, he does it through you know just good old fashioned you know forensics work. That's what I was thinking, but mm-hmm. if. So then Keaton takes over from Batfleck in his main timeline and Supergirl is also there in his original timeline. Mm-hmm. So it's already changed anyway. So that does hint that he changed the uh, tomato cans or something because it didn't go back to Batfleck. It didn't go back to his normal reality. So, uh, yeah, something's, Maybe. something's going on there. We can only speculate, obviously, but... Uh, mm. so yeah. I honestly, he shouldn't have even done anything with the tr- with the cans. He should have just stopped his <laughs> yeah know. himself from the beginning of the movie, and and then and then that's it. But mm. uh, like yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> this ending's a mess. I don't know, man. The, yeah, the, the, the the problem with the ending has nothing to do with who actually shows up at the courthouse. It has to do with what happens before the courthouse. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are missing that because they wanted to see certain people come back or they want to see Clooney or they didn't like other aspects that happened. But like, I think you and I are the only ones talking about this tomato can thing. And I'm like, dude, like it's the crux of Barry's story is like, it doesn't really work. Like it, I don't like what the CW did with their flashpoint because it was very like, it, it was not monumental at all. It was just very, it felt like very minimal changes in flashpoint, but Barry does learn his lesson in their version right. of stuff where he's just like, fuck, I need reverse flash to kill my mom again. And I'm never going to change the timeline again. Cause look how much I fucked up everything. Like he learns his lesson in it, it reverberates throughout the rest of the show in that show. I don't like how they did it, but I, I liked how they ended it better than how they ended it in the movie. For sure. It's, it just feels like this is this, this is the lesson that this is the big thing that he should learn as, a, as a character. This is his mm-hmm. character arc. 
and it's they just kind of you know screw that over really yeah I, I don't know what Hodson was thinking on that one yeah I mean again I, I like the idea of it being kind of a feel-good ending of him getting his dad free but when if he uses time travel through that he doesn't learn anything out of that so exactly exactly I, I I'm of the I'm of the mind that if you do really want him to do it that way there have to be consequences right like there have to be consequences to him fucking it up again through the, the tomato can thing which yeah. as we saw in the movie means that things have changed which means that Barry has to lose both Affleck and Keaton as Bruce Wayne which is why yeah. Clooney shows up like out of these three endings I'm like well if you're going to have if you're going to keep the tomato can thing you're not going to have any changes to that. Then you pretty much have to end it where, hey, like you're the Bruce Waynes you got to know, they're gone as a consequence. Because yeah, you're still paying yeah. for the mistake. Yeah. So, yeah, like I I still want to see these alternate endings as like, you know, featurettes of the Blu-ray or something or something linked down yeah. on YouTube. But like I, if they don't change the previous stuff, then I think that's why they changed this. Not because they really wanted to fuck over these specific actors. I think it's just because it just it doesn't work. You reward Barry for making the same mistake again if these people he couldn't save end up being saved. Right. So uh, that's kind right. of my rant about this because right. I think a right. lot of people are just like, this would have been so much better. I'm just like, let's remember what the ending was <laughs> on this. So, like, it, it, yeah. it doesn't work. He couldn't. Yeah, he's not rewarded in the, in what we got, but he's not he hadn't learned a damn thing either. Yeah. Like again, like I'm fine with this if the tomato can thing is different. If he gets his dad free due to being, you know, a great forensic scientist, right? And because he didn't fuck with the timeline anymore, Supergirl and Keaton's Batman come back. Then like, yeah. okay, right? Like that that works for me. Like, it's kind of a feel-good thing. You might have people getting headaches on how that works in terms of him doing that. But, like, it, it, he he's rewarded for learning his lesson. Right, but exactly. This, 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 this other thing doesn't really work. So if you have to have a consequence, Clooney showing up as Bruce Wayne, I think, is the is the right pick for that. And it, it, I think it had to be Clooney, really. Because, like, Kilmer, Kilmer looks great in Top Gun Maverick, but, I mean, the dude obviously went through a lot with throat cancer, and I wouldn't want you know, people to be like, how come he doesn't look like he did in fucking Batman forever anymore? Like it's, it, it, I can see why they didn't ask him. Pattinson obviously isn't connected. He's far away from this. And I know Andy from the flash podcast said, maybe it should have been Christian Bale, but I'm like, dude, the ending of the dark Knight rises, no matter what you think, it means a lot to people that Bruce got yeah. to walk away from Batman and stuff. So him showing up to say he's back as Batman not only are you teasing something that's not going to happen, but you're also pretty much negating the entire ending to Nolan's trilogy. And I don't it's think I would have been down for that. It's let it look, no one wouldn't be down for it either. And like, it, it, he's just not as it would, it's not a fun shock. Yeah. Like exactly. Clooney's a fun shock. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it was Clooney. Really. I think it was really yeah. the best choice. It's a little bit redemption for Clooney too, a little mm -hmm. bit like 1% yeah. at least. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's fine. I just, it's, it's still, there's the fucking tomato can shit that. <laughs> yeah, I know. At like the that's, end, they just that's me a bigger nuts. problem. The Clooney was not the problem for the ending. It's the tomato cans. Yeah. And God, I cannot believe we're the only ones talking about it. If we are, that's nuts. It goes to show how much 
uh, I guess people's priorities are, <laughs> you know, like they want to be all mad about CGI. And here we are talking about like, well, what about the actual character arc? Yeah, you know? The actual fucking story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you so... know, these heroes are supposed to be hero. I know he's like a hero that fucked up, mm-hmm. but you want the hero to kind of learn from his fuck up. And mm-hmm. it just doesn't, doesn't happen at all. So, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. You could yeah. even still have it be like this if all he does is stop himself from... Because, like, in the actual... We're going to go into it behind the paywall in the Patreon, but in the actual comic and the animated movie, he stops himself from creating the Flashpoint timeline. He stops himself from saving his mom. Yeah. But it still creates a new timeline with the new 52. Right. So you could still say, like, it's a consequence overall from his original mistake. Not his new one in resetting it, but his original mistake was creating right. a new 52 timeline. So, like, you could still do that at the end. But, uh, again, like, it, it comes down to all the stuff that happens before Barry's outside the courthouse. Not yeah. after. Not who shows up. I think people are way too invested in, like, who the cameo should have been or, or saying, you know, continuing this narrative that Cavill was screwed over uh, as opposed to actually looking at the story that's in the movie. You know, what been, what, and I'm just thinking about this now. Like, let's say Barry at the end, instead of doing the tomato can thing at the end for his dad, he goes and stops Flash from the, like, you know, old older Barry stops himself from the beginning of the movie going in. Mm-hmm. And then we avoid grand grandfather paradox by, uh, like, it's an emotional scene where as soon as Barry, like, that Barry is convinced to not go, Mm-hmm. then that other berry starts to fade away because because mm. those actions never happened yeah and yeah. then you know and then we're back at the arraignment or something like that like that would mm-hmm. be because then you got a guy that kind of like goes away because because his actions led him to, to that and it's kind of bittersweet but yeah that that kind of would have been better probably yeah yeah just they they got to fix the well I say they got to fix the ending. It's 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 way too late now. The movie's out there. <laughs> yeah, the movie's out. It's you know so, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. Whatever it is, you know, we it is the final product, so we can't change it. But I'm just part of me is just sort of annoyed. Where I'm just like, are we like we said, like we're the only ones talking about this? And yeah, yeah, weird. We're weird. talking about all these like all these alternate endings that could have been better. I'm just like th- that makes it worse, guys. Like it really it really makes the whole Barry arc worse. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, obviously, by the time we've released this, everyone knows that this movie is not the box office hit everyone was hoping for uh, on that. And uh, I think, I mean, there's all these articles on this stuff. There's different opinions on these. I think it's just more than one factor on this. Uh, Ezra Miller is obviously a factor. I don't know if it was the factor, though. I mean, I know at least three people who cited Miller as the reason they didn't want to support the movie. And I get that. I'm not going to talk them out of that and stuff. But I also don't think it's the main main one because a few things. I think the idea of people boycotting a movie due to a problematic person is still relatively new in society. I feel it's like kind of a recent thing. You know, there's other yeah. people who just won't do that. I think most people I know are willing to overlook it if the movie was good. You know, I just flat out, I might, I might have talked some people out of seeing the movie, frankly, with... Uh, my thoughts on it or my non-spoiler review because a lot of people were waiting to see what I thought before going to it. And now they're kind of like, eh, I'll wait. I'll wait till max, you know? So I'm like, right. All right. Uh, that's part of it. I, I've seen some blame towards Gunn and Saffron for the announcement on rebooting the universe. 
And I think that might be a factor for some people. We've been told there are some people who are like, oh, we don't see the point of seeing these movies if they don't lead to anything. But I'm kind of the opinion. I'm of the opinion the announcement that they did where they were rebooting everything that was done out of necessity because they couldn't get this movie out without 90% of the surprises getting spoiled online. So how the fuck do you think they are going to do pre-production on Superman Legacy without anything leaking? <laughs> right. So you've already got every news outlet in the world trying to get the latest exclusive on who's auditioning for Superman. It would have been worse, I think, if they didn't announce any of their plans. Um, the only way they could have avoided that is if they waited to even have a plan until after Aquaman 2, which that was never going to happen, you know? Right. So I just... Th there's part of that, too. And then I think... The other factor too, when people say that, where they're just like, "Oh, they, you know, nobody, nobody's going to care about these movies because it doesn't lead into the universe." I'm like, I'm not convinced the world cared enough about the cinematic universe in the first place to give a shit. Right, right. Because I don't think most people don't give a shit about the DCEU as a universe. You don't give a shit about like we do. I don't give a shit about it as a universe. I care about certain characters in it, and I think that speaks for everybody who's listening to this. Like everyone likes specific things, like Batflick. But as a universe, Snyder fans only like Snyder movies. You know, Batman fans like us, we care about Batfleck and Keaton, but like, or individual ones. But I think the biggest culprit, one of the big culprits is the DCEU because this is not the first bomb. Or, I mean, I know we've talked about how like calling this a bomb is, is harsh, but that's kind of how it's being, that's the narrative right now. But it's not the first one that's like this, you know? It's the third one in the past few months with Black Adam and Shazam too. Like, look at the track record. Even if you take out the Ezra Miller factor, Black Adam still would have happened. Shazam 2 still would have happened. Before the pandemic, I don't think Birds of Prey was breaking box office records. Like, I just, I think it's this whole cinematic universe. People just don't show up to it and stuff. Um, I, I think Birds of Prey is too. the forgotten movie. No that one too. ever talks about that movie, dude. Yeah, that too. So that clearly wasn't breaking anything. Like, this stuff was not working before... I mean, before the Flash even went into production, to be frank. So, like, this is kind of just, it's nails in the coffin. It's not, like, it's not the death. It's the nails in the coffin. You know, like, this thing's already been dying. Um, I'd like to think this is just more of the universe itself than DC as a brand, because, like, look how successful, it's, we've had successful movies, just not in this universe. People still showed up to Joker. They showed up to the Batman. Maybe that's a combo of just Batman as a brand, but... I think, if anything, people showed up because none of that stuff was connected to anything. So it's kind of weird when people say, like, oh, like, they shouldn't have said that this wasn't going to connect, because I'm like, people liked it more when it didn't connect. <laughs> people cared more when this shit didn't work, when this shit didn't have to deal with the cinematic universe. Like, people actually gave a shit about that stuff. They didn't give a shit when it was connected. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, I think it's tough for us to see this underperform, considering it is better than the other DC movies. It's the first Flash movie. It sucks for Flash fans. Um, and it seems unlikely that we'll get another outing of Keaton after this, which I'm okay with on some level because, you know, more and they have more of an opportunity to fuck that up. But I think you and I agree part of this is a good thing because now nobody in the higher ups can use box office to justify keeping, you know, a problematic main main actor on for this. Um, if anything, this is somebody who's keeping people out. So it sends the message, this reboot is going to be a good thing. Everyone's getting a break from DC movies, aside from Joker 2, which is not connected, through all of 2024. And I, frankly, I think that's good. Give us a break. Right.
get the shit right? I think superhero fatigue is setting in more than most. Mm-hmm. Like it's people have been talking about it for years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just you know, especially with DCEU, they've been just mostly bad, you know? Like they're mm-hmm. it's rare when those movies are good, man. So uh, brand recognition is really bad on top of regular superhero fatigue. You know, Marvel's kind of been not making a lot of, you know, they're not, yeah, what do you call it? For them too. Yeah, it's on the, they're on a downswing as well. The and Guardians is an exception, I think. Guardians is an exception. Yeah, Gun pulled it out. Which is Gun. <laughs> Gun pulled it out. So, mm-hmm. like, but, uh, like, I think, yeah, I, I hate to talk about it kind of sometimes, but there have been like 30 Marvel movies, dude. And the DCEU has had a lot of what, like a lot less. What, 10, 15, 10, yeah. 10 or 15, something yeah. like that. And like, what, three of them have been good, two mm-hmm. or three mm-hmm. out of the DCEU. So, you know, I think the fatigue is definitely a factor. Gunn says in his uh, interview with Rosenbaum in that podcast that he thinks it's not superhero fatigue specifically, but it's like world ending, super high stakes movies, apocalyptic type movies maybe are, and superhero movies are often that kind of thing. And he thinks Mm -hmm. maybe there's some fatigue with that. Uh, So might be under something with that too yeah yeah it's just a changing landscape too because now superhero movies have been such a big deal for if they started if the the mcu started in 2008 dude we're like 15 years in man Mm -hmm. and like it's just a changed landscape from movies before and people really if people want to see variety it's generally going to be you know on netflix or or online you know on at home Mm-hmm. so i don't know all that's kind of setting in and uh with other reasons that the flash box office wasn't good i mean ezra miller really didn't help man you know nope. like this mm-hmm. this is just it's just not good at all not i mean there's the forbes article out was kind of spelled a lot of the that story out and you know i think screen rant did too and and all that so like it's definitely out there. It's a factor. It's weird that, I mean, they don't need to be fucking like angels in real life, but you know, you got a superhero. It's kind of mainly for kids and it has this kind of cloud mm-hmm. behind it, you know, like this person that's really not heroic in real life, like not at all. Like it's just, it's, it's a lot, man. It's yeah. so that, that definitely affected some people's decision to not go see it, not ever see it. I wonder if Mark Bernardin ever saw it. I haven't really listened to him lately, but I think they're doing. I think they're doing a podcast now, as of this recording. Uh, okay. His, uh, I mean, I'll check the Twitter, but apparently, this is where Kevin Smith is going to be talking about the uh, the Schumacher cut. Oh yeah, so that'll be a big one um, for him. But but yeah, so um, and then I I mean, look, how many people know? It's hard to tell because LA is such a bubble, man. But yeah. I do know, like, like my nerd friends back home in Atlanta and shit, they're in the know. But, like, how many people, how many of your regular Joes know the DCEU is ending? You know, like, is yeah, that, exactly. is that like, really uh... a factor in, in people's decisions? Or yeah. 
do they just see the flash and they're like, eh, maybe, you know, are they, you know, they, they might go, they might not like it's people, people know who the flash is. So yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, the, the universe ending shit, like, and do you need a fucking universe for you to see a movie in a theater now? If the movie is good on its own, why? Do, what well, does it clearly matter? Not when you look at Joker and the Batman. Exactly. Like said, people showed up more when it wasn't connected to a cinematic universe. Not so, less. So if, if you know, like it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't count. Like don't the emotions that you get from that one movie count though. Mm-hmm. The, the emotions you get from the movie count. So what's the, what's this, this, these comments like that doesn't count. It's not going to, you know, it's the universe is dying. Just, it was going to die eventually anyway. Let me yeah. tell you something. The MCU is going to die it someday. Yeah. You know? Uh, so it, let's just enjoy it while we have it. You know, that's really my thoughts on that whole deal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I Again, I think people grossly uh, over-exaggerate the whole thing about like, oh, people didn't show up because none of this stuff matters anyway. Because I'm just like, well, who actually knows about that among all the people in the world? And the people who are saying that, are kind of a minority of, of fans online. So it, I just don't think it really affected the, the box office that much, especially when you look at how the stuff that, you know, like I just said, the stuff that's not connected is the stuff that did the best. You know, like yeah. it's stuff that was connected that people didn't care about anyway before there was even an announcement that there was going to be a reboot. You know, Black Adam still uh, was a bomb at the box office before Gunn did the announcement this year about right, uh, the reboot right. so like you can't even say that that was responsible for that one either like it's just if you look at if, if everyone's looking at the box office they should look at the previous movies too and as well as the reception of the previous movies because you can see a big drop off after uh, the numbers on uh, man of steel bvs and suicide squad like people they got burned they got burned and so i think people are still feeling the effects of that years later and that's why it needs a reset like this the current regime um is i mean the current regime is the new regime but the the previous regime still was in charge of these movies that are coming out this year so you know this whole cinematic universe it failed and it's still failing <laughs> unfortunately we got two more movies you know the, the blue beetle one is still kind of like borderline in terms of like is it specifically dceu or is it dcu gun does say it's dcu but it's kind of tough because of the timing, because it's right in between. He, he made it DCU after the fact. I think really. So too. Yeah. I mean, it must yeah. be that because we're it was adopting shot, you. <laughs> yeah. It was. It's kind of adopted, yeah. Because I mean, look, he. It was shot and probably mostly edited before Gun even took over. Remember, exactly. it takes a long yeah. time, kids. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was at least it was probably it was definitely it was probably yeah it was probably shot before and was probably in the editing process by the time Gun came mm-hmm. on for sure. Uh, maybe vfx even so um so and he was like oh it doesn't it's kind of self-contained um good tone good movie yeah fuck it just make it first dcu movie who gives a fuck we like jaime Mm -hmm. i mean solo (laughs) we like solo so Mm -hmm. um yeah i think that's that's fine it's just weird that aquaman 2 is going to come out after that but um but who gives it to just it's fine. It's it's, yeah. it's ending. It's ending, guys. Yeah. Your your dream. If you hate it, it's a it, your dream's gonna happen. It's over. Like so, I said, I don't think anyone on. really gave a shit about this as a whole entire universe the way they do with MCU. They cared about specific components. 
But exactly, exactly. Because there was it. never a cohesive thing anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, is, is anybody really caring about the death of this universe the way that the you know the fans or the media are hyping it up to be? I think it's more that people just didn't people didn't like this universe. The brand's been harmed, and they need you know they need this reset that they're doing anyway. Exactly. So that's our spiel for this week on the on box office and the alternate ending. I wish we could be more positive, but uh, I think obviously with all the stuff that's been going on with the flash, we're just kind of in a more negative mood uh, about it, but uh, <laughs> behind, uh, join us behind the paywall of the $5 tier. You can get the full episode of this. We're going to be talking about justice league, the flashpoint paradox, the animated movie. I think the superior flashpoint adaptation compared to what's been adapted afterwards. Uh, on this and uh, we'll go into a deeper dive into the original comic book storyline that we didn't get to do in our, uh, in our main show. All right, everybody. So yeah, it's patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod. And the rest of this episode may be found behind the $5 tier. And uh, that gets you over 170 episodes and you can binge them for a month if you wanted and cancel anytime, of course. So that's $5 tier. And, uh, yeah, we will now see you guys behind the paywall. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.